0: It's January 12th, 2021. The MCU is back and Mostly Superheroes is here to talk about it. Let's do it. That's right. It's the Infinity Special and we are talking about Avengers Infinity War and Endgame and it's going to be most of the episode we're not messing around today. We're actually combining two of our major segments into one just so we can fit all this in. The MCU is kicking off this Friday with two episodes of WandaVision on January 15th on Disney Plus. Phase 4 is beginning. We are getting level set here right now, right here today, to catch you up, wrap up phase three, so that you can jump off the diving board that the MCU has put in front of us and watch WandaVision on Friday. With me, as always, or at least usually, PC Mike and the Giggler. PC Mike, how you doing?
1: I'm great, man. Every time you say the Giggler, it makes me giggle, so I might be Giggler 2.0 or something too.
0: (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Are you boys ready to talk about some Avengers?
2: 100 percent. I was born ready. I think I was literally born for this. So,
1: you guys have been treating this kind of like Christmas the past couple of days, so I'm excited to hear your guys's take cuz I might be a little bit of a Debbie Downer on some parts, but I'm excited to hear your guys's takes.
0: That's why you're here is to be the realistic fan. You like comic book stuff. You've never claimed to be like MCU mega head. I've called you like a newcomer. So I'm excited to have your take as part of the show. It's going to be good.
1: And I rewatched them and I'll save what I thought for when we talk about it, but you'll just have to wait and see and listen on in the episode.
0: So we're talking about it and we're going to catch you up just about what happens in the MCU leading up to these movies. And like I said, we're combining two sections today, so with that, both of our songs here. What you watching? We're putting this one with the meat. I guess it's like a What You Watching sandwich. I just thought of that. Pretty proud of that joke. I love it. Were, I'm hungry too about
1: this earlier you could have been like, "All right, here's the bread, here's the lettuce, that's <laughs> tomato, the the meat." And you the Avengers beautiful-
0: are the Avengers are the pickles. Yeah, we got a big old meat for you today. <laughs> That's right. We're combining our two sections, the meat and what you watch. watching. Don't worry. We're going to mix in fan mail today. It always comes in at the beginning, right? We're working it into the Infinity Saga. So we are talking about these two fantastic films that, in my opinion, is one of the greatest accomplishments in film of all time. That really has done something so unique and in my mind so picture perfect that as I re-watch these films and I've seen them so many times at this point, it really is a masterpiece. So this image I pulled up on the screen is from Pinterest. It's from Mundo Geek. He's got this sick poster of the Infinity Saga. We're talking about 23 Marvel films that kicked off in 2008 with Iron Man. I remember we we did a whole episode. That was one of my very first episodes I did of the podcast. Ta- we did a whole deep dive on that particular film. To think that that end credit scene with Nick Fury talking about you know other superheroes was gonna turn into this perfectly crafted story that would follow the arcs of you know three major characters with dozens of sub characters that you care about, and then wrap it up with a nice tight bow with these two movies we're about to talk about, I just have to give it up for Kevin Feige, the Marvel Studios team who's came out and said, we're gonna do this and they did it right. (laughs) Giggler, you just did a somewhat of a rewatch of the films. How did it go? What was your experience rewatching these films and how excited are you to talk about the saga today?
2: uh i'm so pumped like i said i was literally born for this and like i wish i would have had this graphic because i was working off of some like internet article that had a bunch of ads that kept popping up i kept (laughs) refreshing it i'd finish a movie and then go back to it scroll down a little bit um ended up missing a few because this article was actually kind of kind of shitty but i mean i've seen all these movies minimum even even like ant-man which is one of the lower ones or i don't know they're all just so good you can't really really rate or rank them but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later but it was it was a treat i i wrote down some things that I, I didn't maybe catch like the first time around that i think we'll probably get into once we get to the start talking about certain characters in these next two movies but i would recommend doing this to, to just about anybody over over any show um watching this is just just pure greatness
0: yeah, greatness from beginning to end, and it was so great because I, I actually watched the two movies in preparation for this episode, and then I had a long weekend left, and I was like, I'm going to watch Age of Ultron, like I'm, and now I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch Civil War. I'm just, I can't get enough once I start watching. I realize, oh yeah, these are the best movies I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, you just sit there and watch one, and then you get to the, you're like, okay, i watched watch the end credit scene, and then you're like, oh yeah, I remember how I felt when this happened, and then you just have to watch the next one. It just... Just a never-ending
0: cycle. Me and Andy obviously nerd out hard over the over these films. PC Mike, what are your thoughts on what you've seen from these movies, and how do you feel about talking about the Infinity movies today?
1: Rewatching them, I I really did enjoy them. Um, I felt some parts were like I don't know, a little cringeworthy. Like, really, are they doing this? But overall, like, I enjoyed them. And I don't think I, I think I took it for granted when it first came out, I guess, because it was just so much overload. I mean, Endgame's made the most money in history of a movie, right? And I think it was just kind of like overload, but then rewatching um, Infinity War and Endgame, it made me appreciate them more now looking back and also seeing how my beloved DC has been so bad at trying to do these movies, <laughs> actually seeing it pretty well done. It's like, wow, I do, i hats off to them. I did have a question for you two before we really got into this. Though. Your previous slide had both those posters
0: up. Which one do you like more? Oh, man. I like the end, I game. Game. end game.
2: I was going to go Infinity War. I think I, I like it. Infinity War a little more, too. It's, it just looks more rugged to me. I don't know. I, I don't have any tattoos, but I would get that tattooed like on my back if I could get it. <laughs> That's that would so, be so
0: badass. Yeah, just like just a full back piece. Full back piece, maybe each side on each shoulder blade. Oh
2: yeah, that would cost a lot of money and probably hurt a lot, but yeah, that's be a,
0: worth it. That's a tough question, Mike, because I think you're almost—it's almost asking like which movie do you like more? Because these posters are so well done, they really do capture the essence of the movie.
1: I mean, it's almost like sensory overload for them, but I don't know. I like the ruggedness. I like how Thor looks. I like how Captain America looks with the flow. And all that. I think it's like little things like that. I like a little bit
0: more. Either way, I love them. They're beautiful. I I, I just stare at them sometimes. <laughs> all yeah. right. So jam-packed episode. Talking about these two movies in order. We're going to do Avengers Infinity War. We're going to talk through the movie. And we're, then we're going to take a quick break. And then we'll get an end game. And then we'll wrap up the show with what's coming up this week. we got a lot going on in the show. You can check all that out at mostofsuperheroes.com if you're multitasking. So how this is how we're going to do this. This is a show for the real fans, okay? This is, like, for the people that love it, these movies and know them throughout. So this isn't going to be a retell to where we're just starting at the beginning, telling it through the end, because the people listening to this, I'm going to assume you know the movie. Now, we're going to cover the top moments from the film. We're going to talk about them. And then we're going to just do a very quick kind of breeze through of, a check-in on the characters from the film, ones that are really relevant to what's happening now with phase four. So it's gonna be kind of like, we're talking about this current movie we love, but we're also aligning ourselves with what's coming out this year on Disney Plus for MCU. So it's gonna be a good kind of combination, reminiscing and kind of refreshing yourself to get ready. So starting with Avengers Infinity War, Holy moly! This was it, right? This was the this. I mean, this poster I have pulled up on the screen. You know, another. This is a huge plug to our uh, uh, YouTube channel. All of the images today come from Disney Plus, owned by Marvel Studios. Um, but this is the poster that we saw. I don't think we ever even actually got this scene. Just talking route route right. This is the Wakanda. Hulk's running with Black Panther to Captain America. There's there's this shot is not actually in the movie. I believe I'm correct on that. Just so everybody knows this was like the promotional Hulkbuster in there in the move in the movie shot. It's the Hulkbuster and not the Hulk, right? The Hulk's not even in the battle of Wakanda. So just pointing that out. And I think they, I think that someone spoke to this either way, this is the movie that was bringing all to the forefront. You know, we showed you this, this screen here of all these titles. And he mentioned the end credit scenes. This was the type of movies. These were the ones that introduced in credit scenes of trickling in this story behind the story. And in this sense, when you're watching Iron Man, Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man, all of these films, you're getting this little trickle of this Infinity Stone, and these Infinity Stones, and the Infinity Gauntlet, and a big bad guy known as Thanos. And this is the movie where it is time to battle. Thanos is coming, and this is right from Google, the synopsis for the film, to kick us off. Avengers Infinity War. Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk, and the rest of the Avengers unite to battle their most powerful enemy yet, the evil Thanos. On a mission to collect all six Infinity Stones, Thanos plans to use the artifacts to inflict his twisted will on reality. The fate of the planet and existence itself had never been more uncertain as as everything the Avengers have fought for has led to this moment. Let's talk about some of our top favorite moments getting out of the gate and we do start early in the film. I did try to kinda at least keep them somewhat in order, but we're gonna get pretty wild here today, I'm pretty sure. For me, right out of the gate, this is where we open up. It's the, we're on the ship, Asgard, the Asgardian ship taking place right after the film, Thor Ragnarok. (laughs) Give it up for Thor Ragnarok. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. And Loki's there. You know, bad time for Loki with Thanos, Uh, but we get the fight between Thanos and Hulk as like kind of a last ditch effort to stop him before he, you know, goes for the rest of these final three stones. Got a few of the stones in the beginning. Dude, this fight between him and Hulk, even though Hulk gets his ass kicked, I love the fight scene. It looks so good. It's just these two, like, you know, he's an unbelievable fighter and warrior and just whoops the crap out of him. Andy, what were you thinking when you watched this scene for the first time and Hulk like went down to the ground? Because I, you know, you were in theaters.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. This is just part of, there's just so many great graphics in this whole thing. Like, this is such an awesome, just one picture of this, this shot here. And obviously, behind is Thor not having a great, great day, but sure, that'll be probably on one of the next few slides, but. I'm just, yeah, it, the, the best part was of rewatching was just kind of taking myself back to how I thought and felt the first time around.
0: Yeah, and I remember that feeling of, like, absolute, like, they, like, he beat the Hulk so fast, and that was one of the things that, as I watched all the movies and I started to put together that this Infinity story was going to happen, I always thought, like, hey, man, they got the Hulk. How could they ever lose? Like, look how Hulk, how badly he built beat Loki in Avengers One, when he just ra- like rattles him around like a ragdoll, I was like, "If I was like, if you put the Hulk against Thanos, he wouldn't even stand a chance." And then Thanos just literally beats him hand to hand combat. What a uh, perfect! First of all, let's just give it up real quick. Josh Brolin, unbelievable villain as Thanos, and just killed it. PC Mike, mm-hmm. PC Mike, what were your thoughts on Thanos and Infinity War? Uh, with, uh, you know, Josh Brolin's Thanos.
1: I was uh, trying to actually do a little research as you were talking. I was trying to see who is bigger, Thanos or Hulk. And um, actually Hulk is three inches taller, it says. Hmm. I don't know if that's um, anything. Hulk is listed at eight foot, what is he listed at? Eight foot five and Thanos is eight two. They're just just giants. Yeah, and uh, I think Thanos was close to a thousand pounds. I found, I couldn't find the Hulk's weight um but yeah i mean as a kid growing up you always think hulk is the end-all be-all I And mean, then you see this and it's kind of like whoa i gotta take a step back a little bit and kind of check everything that i've known about the hulk and kind of any anything i've known about superhero movies up until now with the bad guy looking like he's going to prevail in, or especially even early on i know yeah a lot of movies early on the bad guy's doing his thing he's winning but this taking down the Hulk and doing all this, I mean, that was that was shocking um to watch it back.
2: Yeah, don't forget Hulk's Hulk's packing heat after that that Christmas present I got you, Logan.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got that. It's it's in here somewhere. I have it laying here. Talk no about, I about got the size <laughs>
2: size comparisons.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh it was definitely a, a, a just a great way for this villain to open up. you you guys both said it. Beat the shit out of the Hulk killed loki and presumably killed thor and then we obviously know that he didn't kill him but yeah thor has a rough day he watches his brother die and uh uh, what's his name heimdall the guardian that used to guard asgard he he dies right in front of him that was like one of his mentors so he's just really low in this movie and
2: all of asgard died in the um ship as well right like right at the same time that's a rough day right there
0: that's a rough day you lost your planet yeah your parents are gone he lost an eye, too. Yeah, he was really down on this one. Um, all right, next up, top moment for sure. One of my absolute favorite scenes is whenever uh, all of the, the Hulk gets sent back to Earth. Bruce Banner meets up with Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange pulls in Tony Stark immediately. Wu is there. Uh, Thanos' uh, bad guy assistants show up to get the Time Stone from Doctor Strange. And I love this sequence of the face-off between Tony and kind of the aliens, the aliens giving some big speech about, you know, well, you should be welcoming your demise. You're dying at the hands of Thanos. And Tony just cuts him off. You know, he's like, Earth is closed. He's like, get out of here. Get on your ship. Get out of here. We're not messing around. And then you get a fight sequence with the nano Iron Man suit, the nanites, you know, that come out of nowhere, out of his chest. Dr. Strange and Wu teaming up. And then, of course, Bruce can't get the Hulk to come out for the entire movie, which we'll talk about that. I have a whole slide about that. Andy, what was it like for you to see, like, Tony Stark, Iron Man, like, fighting with Doctor Strange in the same movie?
2: It's just so weird. Like, they're so different, but their their relationship, like, through the movie, obviously, until the end of this one is just so, like like, dynamic, I feel like. Just kind of... I mean, we'll we'll get to it later in the 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 ending scene, obviously, with the the end game and everything. But um, I I wasn't a huge Doctor Strange fan up until up until this movie. I just thought he was kind of just a out there character. But you, you gotta love him after this one, though.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Mike. And would you say a lot of characters weren't? I, I don't know, like. With me not being as ingrained as you guys and just kind of popping in and out, like there's just so many characters, but then you see it like this and it all kind of just comes together and it's just almost perfect. Like Doctor Strange, I, I could do, give two craps about a Doctor Strange movie if I'm being honest, but him and here plays such a pivotal role that it makes you care about the character a little bit more.
2: Yeah, and you're going to care about the multiverse of madness because that's going to be uh, wild.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a fun flick. Yeah, I, I'm a huge Doctor Strange fan. I liked the first movie. I mean, I, I loved it, of course. Um, but, uh, you know, I think he is one of those characters that people kind of always have in the back of their mind. of Like, who is Doctor Strange? Like, what is he? Um, and him in the fight in Thanos. We're going to talk all about it. But I love this sequence just with, you know, po- Spider-Man ends up showing up. This is when he enters the film. You get a good mix of them fighting in downtown, uh, you know, New York. So I loved how it kind of had some of the ground roots of our OG adventure films. With this, you know, aspect of all these characters playing together for the first time. So ship goes up, uh, it takes the time stone, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, and Spider Man. These are the Avengers that are going along for the ride back to Titan. And simultaneously at this time, uh, we'll talk about Thor. Uh, I think we, I think I have a. Let me look forward here real quick. Okay, so, yeah, at the same time, Thor has met up with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He's going to go off to Neva make his his axe. uh, Rocket and Groot go with him. Gamora's going to go fight her dad, try to get the Reality Stone from nowhere. And all that goes to shit. Gamora has to go with Thanos. Well, they come back to Titan, the Guardians do, to try to find Thanos and Gamora. And there's a fight scene in Thanos' ship between the Avengers... In the guardians of the galaxy just a very brief like little three minute thing um but you get to see like star lord versus iron man and using their tech versus each other and flying around each other um you get uh, drax <laughs> and uh the cape like holding him down dr strange's cape is like holding drax to where he can't do anything um i just loved seeing all these inner not just a Marvel's always paid off in this way, right? Like, during the first Avengers film, they gave us right off the bat like an Iron Man versus Captain America, a Captain America versus Thor, a Thor versus Hulk. Like, they give you the payoff of, like, what happens when these guys, like, come in contact with each other, and we got a great taste of it uh, in this scene. So definitely one of my top moments here. Any thoughts on uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy in this film? Uh look at you, Giggler. Uh, i think they brought a fun aspect to the movie i think it felt like whenever they brought them in it felt like a guardians movie just in those moments but what'd you think
2: yeah i agree i like this this scene right here was one of my favorites i almost spit out my water when the this the part where dr strange says to uh star lord what master do you serve And he's like what what do you want me to say jesus and like I, i that's one of my favorite lines from from the whole movie and it's like we consider them like the avengers they're all on a team but technically right here they didn't even know who each other were at this this time so just to think about unity that that comes forward out of all this for um for the team and everything i i love it
0: yeah and i i think one of my favorite lines in the movie is the one right after that where tony goes oh you're from earth and peter goes no i'm from missouri and Tony goes that's on earth you dipshit (laughs) for sure
1: this was one of those moments though i thought it was like not cringeworthy, but just kind of like, oh, of all the galaxies, we just kind of end up here, huh? I don't know. Too well, perfect. But it is a movie. They well, to come together.
0: They were, yeah, but they were coming together because it was all coming to Thanos. So they all end up on Thanos' home planet of Titan. But was this when Thor landed on their ship? It was right after. So Thor, yeah, that, that it is like there's a lot of t- space travel happening and timing is working out in the movie's favor. I'll give you that. But could you argue that dr strange had this all planned all along he did see one of what 14 million possibilities that was the success yep talking about titan talking about dr strange we have to talk about just the ultimate fight against thanos on titan versus the avengers okay so this was like This was the big payoff, right? This was like, okay, this is what you've wondered the whole time. Like, what does a fight look like against this guy that that has a uh, Infinity Gauntlet on his hand and can do anything? And what happens when you bring in a character like Doctor Strange? And what happens when you bring in characters like Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider Man, and Iron Man? I'll tell you what happens. It's movie magic, because it's one of the best things I've ever seen. And I catch myself just looking up the fight sometimes, like on. I'll, I'll just like google it and just like find it and just watch it again because i just love the sequence so much and Doctor, Sh- go ahead The visual
1: insane the visuals for this are insane
0: visually unbelievable the cgi is just it looks legit like you believe this thanos like you believe these things are happening doctor strange casting all the crazy spells And then of course we have to address the elephant in the room, but Peter Quill just fudging up the whole mission. Big Bad. Messed up Big Bad. Oh my God. Like and like how did no one stop him? Like Iron Man, like Tony's like, Hey, don't do this. And I was like, dude, just blast this guy in the face. What are you doing? Kill one to save, I don't know, 3.5 billion or something like that. Well, it was half of the universe, so you're talking like trillions of life forms. Yeah, trillions. You talk about a bad guy plan. What would you think of this bad guy plan, Mike? I mean, does it...
1: does it say why he wants to do this? Is it for like resources or something, or like not everyone needs to live? And yeah, it's kind of is- it's
0: resources are finite, and uh, his planet was like going through them too quickly, and his solution was kill half of everybody and we'll be fine. And he just didn't understand why people couldn't like get on with the plan.
2: Yeah, I think like in five years later, in um, in Endgame, Captain America says something about yeah, there was I was coming across the bridge and there were some some whales going up the river clear clear uh clear water more more areas for them to swim or something like that And I was like that that's crazy to think but it's almost like what happened this year when uh people stopped driving and like going outside and stuff like the whole world just changed around us
1: yeah I mean stuff did clear up but I I don't know I yeah. don't know if this is
0: a good plan just for resources and all he wanted to
1: do is go farm
0: after yeah like if you wanted to do that like why didn't you just always go to that place
1: yeah hey i don't know thanos start a compost pile at your own farm like (laughs) that's what you can do instead of kill trillions of people
0: (laughs) yeah and like i think that was the avengers point was like hey man we we can't let you do this (laughs) we'll get you some chickens
1: like we can make this work
0: tony's (laughs) like Like, i can make i can yeah i can make you he's like we'll set you up with the nicest house well, he does. Uh, he does go through with it. Um, we'll get there. Easily one of my top favorite parts. It, it, this is the one that, like, I would get like chills down to my core. <laughs> but when Thanos does get Stormbreaker from Nevidalir and comes back with Groot and Rocket, lands in Wakanda, is ready for the battle, and he just does like a big giant jump and lightning strike and like bangs down. It's like the music, the ramp up to that moment thor's even just journey from throughout the movie and like getting to this part um it just really gets me every time giggler would you agree is this one of your tops for sure and just like i think this
2: rewatching this scene kind of made me realize one of the issues of like dc's issues versus marvel when you like compare them like they're doing this battle and there's like kind of funny banter between like Thor and Captain America where they're like talking about each other's beards and their hair and like I'm just like this that kind of like comedic like parts of the film are like kind of what like DC is like tried at times it it just didn't work for me a lot of times in their movies like I know they tried to like go darker with those um so maybe that that's why but I I just I just love it the scene was just the the whole action and everything even though uh we can all talk all the smack we want on vision and that's that's what happens at the end. But uh we'll get there. We will. Yeah,
0: we got we got the character section coming up. We'll get there. But yeah, I, I'm I'm with you for sure.
1: Andy, I think I totally agree with you because like I think the comedic aspects of this movie made it better. Like I don't know. Drax cracks me up at the stuff that he did. These, I don't know if it's in this one or the next one when he's like moving very slow. He's like, I'm so, I'm moving so slow, I'm invisible. I'm like we can see you. Yeah. He walks in. They're like, hey. he's like, and then just leaves. That's right, so this Are one. You, and she
0: goes, he goes, uh, how long have you been in here? And he goes, an hour.
1: Yeah. He listened to their whole heart to heart conversation. Yeah. She's, she's like, like,
0: she's like, you gotta promise me that you'll kill me. And he's just sitting there eating chips. It's like you can't see me
1: move
2: another perfect example of like the comedy part is just like the yeah. hulk and thor ragnarok like hilarious the relationship between him and thor uh is just i like I, I just couldn't stop laughing the whole time every time they had a scene together so
0: yeah
1: it's in batman vs superman they'd say like martha and the whole movie would change like what are we doing this
0: <laughs> and they couldn't even like talk to yeah In batman for superman i would always just say like just have a conversation here we are (laughs) here we are all right pc mike you're up uh this is your open floor on uh, avengers infinity war favorite parts um but we we are going to go through like kind of character by character so it can be more like top level
1: um i really enjoyed watching it again um the battle scenes were epic are we doing scores right now too
0: no no save that
1: okay um battle scenes were epic like i said i love the comedy i love seeing characters come together I didn't know as much as the backstory and the other characters, but seeing them all on screen uh, coming together, I enjoyed it and I'll hate on, I'll be DC until I die. I'll try to hate on Marvel when I can, but you can't hate on this because it was really awesome. Um, and I think, I, I don't know, I think it was a fun movie. It's a fun movie. And I cool. think it's a movie from kids that are eight years old to people that are 80. And I think it hits those levels with anything they do. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. Top moments, those battle scenes that we talked about were awesome. Um, any characters
0: you liked any, uh, any moments that like really stuck out to you where you were like, Oh, that was cool. Um, like
1: the doctor strange part where he had all those time things to get on Thanos and Mm -hmm. like those things were really cool. Um, I watched them back to back, so I don't want to like kind of spoil both. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the end scene when um, they're in Wakanda and they're starting to get through the force field and you could feel it like building up. They're like, those things are like cutting themselves, trying to get through and It's just like building that anticipation. And then when it happens and then it just, it's like a tension that builds and then boom. I thought that was a cool build up there, but yeah, I really liked it. Um, I'll save my thoughts on one character for a little later, uh, yeah. but overall I loved it. I really did.
0: Awesome. Andy, same to you. Top moments from Infinity War before we get into the characters.
2: Oh, man. Um, I really loved the introduction of the Iron Spider suit, even though I think it was teased in one of the prior movies, right? When he turned it down after, uh, I think, the first Spider-Man movie. But, oh, man, that that thing's beautiful. Um, As well as Tony's new suit. I mean, just all the insane tech that I just really want in real life right now.
0: Um, just everything. This movie is just, (laughs) yeah, dude, I, I hear you. I, I,
2: I I can't wait to give it a rating. I've been thinking the whole time in my head about what number to give it, but, um, I just, I loved it so much. And just like the culmination of the stones, like you said, just touched on it here and there in every movie and just finally came to here. Like, I can't even, I just remember counting down the days, the minutes, the hours until this movie came out and just, didn't disappoint and here we are like what how many years later and still talking about it on a podcast that sure plenty of people will listen to and enjoy as well
0: yeah hopefully i mean that's the plan i'll tell you right now though it is like it's like i we talk about it and it i relive it just like when i saw it that first time and it really is just it just holds up and looks so good well we also had a top moment from uh some fans out on twitter fan mail So, yeah, we'll throw you a little fan mail music. This one's coming at us from Twitterland. Remote Control Wiz says, that's his Twitter is W-K-R-E-H-E-R-14. Replied to our promotion on this, says this is the moment Stark realizes he has to become the shield of armor. Oh, okay. So, actually, this is from the next movie. So, we are going to feature it, Remote Control Wiz, but I'm going to bring it back whenever we talk about Endgame. That's on me. I put the slide in the wrong spot. But... Appreciate you guys that followed along on our promotions of the episode. Uh, Be sure to send us in your thoughts and your favorite moments from the movie. We'll still feature you on future shows or on our social media. Talking about the characters now of Infinity War, kind of wrap up the film, make sure we didn't miss any moments, and then we'll do some final ratings. So, where do each of the characters leave off at the end of the film? And this will help us tie up a few loose ends here. Tony and Nebula, I grouped them together. They're on Thanos. Whenever the snap happens, back on Earth, and they're left for dead. Essentially, they have the ship, and that's where that's all we know. Is so, you know, Tony's there. He just lost Spider-Man. All the Guardians essentially died, um, except for Nebula and Rocket. Uh, so these two are here. Thor we said it he had a rough go um he had a really great story arc and he did get his weapon created and he really should have killed Thanos uh, and he really should have gone for the head
1: but do we blame I mean do you know that he's gonna snap and kill half the world or half
0: the universe he did Did know because Gamora told him that she would he would snap yep
1: well, that's on him, then.
0: Earlier in the movie, she said he'll <laughs> he'll snap his fingers just like this. And Thor was like, okay, got it. And then he shoves that axe in his chest, and I was like, you need to chop his hands off. Yeah, that's on Thor. My bad. But his face says it all. He has a lot of remorse. He's really sad at the end of this when he wears hoodies, and we know where he ends he's, up in Endgame. He's
1: very cool in the next one, though, to start off with. <laughs> he's very cool.
0: That's the oh, face of a man that's about to gain a lot of weight. I like how Mike
1: I think he bounces back.
0: I like how Mike's like he's really cool. Like he's living the like the coolest life. He's drinking beer all day. He's got
1: to go find him. I love when they go find him, and it's just like, yeah, he comes into town once a week, and then the camera pans over, and it's just like thirty kegs of beer sitting over there.
0: Yeah, uh Valkyrie says like he only comes down when they bring supplies. We'll we'll get there. Well, that's the next movie. Okay. All right, hulk i wanted to address kind of this elephant in the room there's this thing like i've always wondered about this hulk does not come out after thanos whoops that ass and there's like this theory that uh he was scared of thanos but we also know there's like some tension between bruce banner and hulk because they've had a storyline of their own along the movies so i pulled this article from sci-fi wire um and they they gave some thoughts on this so this is from joe russo one of the writers on infinity war and Endgame, one of the brothers a lot of people had interpreted that the Hulk was scared of Thanos. The Hulk had, has had his ass kicked before, and so it wasn't like the minute he gets his ass kicked, he's going to run and hide. It's really the notion that the Hulk and Banner have a very dysfunctional relationship, which was explored even further in Thor Ragnarok. I think that the relationship is starting to strain between the two of them, and the Hulk is not interested in playing the hero to Banner anymore. Russo went on to say, I don't know if the Hulk sees the value in the relationship. They both want to control Hulk's body. The Hulk brings fighting and strength to the table, and he's not quite sure what Banner is bringing yet. So I think this is becoming a stubborn push and pull about two personalities in one body, and we do see the results of that in Endgame. So does that answer any questions? Did you know that, Andy, like being more of a Marvel head?
1: yeah kind of
2: i i never i I guess i didn't really think about it too much like i just i never thought in my head that he was scared i thought it was more so just like i don't know just yeah just freaked out i, I don't know it just yeah i guess i never really thought about this, this, this yeah uh, this, he's this, never because
0: he's never it. coming out dude like banner's always like come on hulk and hulk's like no he just couldn't get it up yeah he couldn't get it up some guys have that problem all right, He's so really that. trying there, though. So He's he, really trying. Uh, so, Mike, you might get to, get to tap into some of your notes here. I don't know if you're saving it for Endgame, but I think, you know, well, probably not. So, this was uh, Wanda Vision. I put them on one slide. It's not a mistake. It's because WandaVision is kicking off Friday. Definitely want to pay attention to what's happening with these characters in these movies. It's important for probably what's happening in the show. So, Wanda dies at the end to the snap. Vision had already been dead because Thanos violently ripped the mind stone out of his head and threw it down. So they're dead at the end. And just a spoiler alert for end game. We're going to talk about it, but in vision is totally dead. Like he's, he does not come back because he did he wasn't killed by the snap. So he can't be brought back by the snap. A lot of reasons this matter. It's like, when is this Wandavision? All this reality that they've showed us, this sitcom reality, when is it taking place? Is it like when the snap happens? Maybe it's before that. We know that they also had like this two years of time in between Civil War and Infinity War where, uh, you know, they kind of clue us into what happened during those two years. Black Widow talks to Scarlet Witch in this movie and says like, you were supposed to be checking in with me. Uh, Tony says that Vision turned off his transponder two weeks before infinity war happens. So that means he was like working with Tony, but then like two weeks before infinity war, he's like, I'm not telling you where I am anymore. So there was something happening within those two years that led up to this movie, but we do know at the end that they're both dead. One's dusted prime to come back. Vision's gone. Any other thoughts on WandaVision here, fellows?
2: Yeah. I think something I noticed picked up this time around was just that you can tell that the children of Thanos know how powerful wanda is because in this battle prior to this on wakanda they're like seeking her out like knowing that she's going to be the main protection for for uh vision so i thought that was kind of interesting that's something i really picked up on i i don't think i really realized how badass she really is until kind of i thought about what this wanda vision show really is and how kind of reading some of the backstory about it
0: I but t- vision's vision i mean <laughs> R.I.P. IP. I'm gonna give you the floor, Mike. What do you think about Vision?
1: I just, I think he was probably the worst character in all of these movies. Like, you put all the bad stuff about every single character and put them into one, and you found Vision. Like, (laughs) like you're gonna hide a stone in the middle of your forehead and just chill out for the whole movie when the whole world depends on it. Like, come on, man. Like, just I don't know. Go hide somewhere. Go hide. I don't know what to do, but just like go hide. I don't know. I get – he just – there's nothing redeeming about him that I liked. And if a kid has a Vision shirt out there, let me know. I'll buy you a different one because he is so bad, and I see no redeemable qualities about him. Hopefully the show coming up, WandaVision, that we will watch, I'm excited for the 15, redeems him, but he has a long way to go to be redeemed.
0: I will concur, and it's an ongoing joke that my, at least me and my friends make that, you know, Vision is just, like, a bitch, and he, like, he's really tough in Age of Ultron, like, for, for the very first movie, and then, like, he's wearing a sweater in, like, Civil War, and he's, you know, he's in Age of Ultron, and uh, in the rest of the movies, he just doesn't really bring much to the table, like, he gets bested by, like, Clint for a minute, That's that's Hawkeye in Age of Ultron there's like a or in Civil War in Civil War there's a scene where he like the Hawk the Hawkeye guy stopped Vision I was like how's that possible the guy can like be invisible yeah why didn't he use any of his power I don't know just like yeah why are you punching like why are you punching this guy like do Vision stuff and like
1: in the middle of your forehead is
0: where we're gonna hide one of
1: these stones (laughs) <laughs> the universe like i get it
0: does it give him his powers because it's there and stuff it's I just, it's it. just where it lives though i mean it doesn't it could have lived anywhere
1: put it up your butt man i don't know what to tell you like, <laughs> let's not have this just out there for like a beacon for everybody to see and then thanos just all right thanks man there we go and you killed every single person you know
0: and dr strange <laughs> wore his on a necklace that was like three feet long
1: yeah and then i'll All three, like, there's three of them that are just happen to be in New York City, and Jessica Jones is probably out there, and Luke Cage and all them. So, New York's a hotbed. Don't live in New York City if you're in the Marvel Universe. If
0: you're in the MCU, you're going to be, if you're in New York, you're going to be having to wear a helmet when you walk the streets.
1: Your insurance will be through the roof, like super villain insurance i don't know what you need even... progressive have to come up with something for you because it is so ridiculous there during this
0: all right moving on falcon winter soldier of course i grouped them together because that show is following uh, uh wandavision it'll be coming in march they do get dusted at the end of this will it affect anything that happens in the show i would say possibly but they do get dusted at the end loki og loki does get killed by thanos he is dead he was not killed by the snap he's not brought back by the snap and we'll talk about the loki show later on in the episode we also lose gamora not via the snap because thanos kills her and sacrifice for the soul stone this is the og gamora that you've seen in guardians of the galaxies one and two and she's dead she's gone she's not coming back
1: She did a real WWE move, kind of taunting Thanos, too, before she died. But I've seen her here. (laughs) She, like, walked around. even was, like, saying stuff. I was like, stop. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. It always comes back to haunt somebody.
0: Yeah, that was a rough scene. But I was just like, just run. Just run away. I ran down the stairs. Um, Okay, and here's a – I got this screenshot. This is from Time. This is a list of everybody that didn't get snapped on the left. And who did? Just kind of high level. Like I said, the only one of the Guardians left is Rocket and Nebula. The rest are gone. Um, all the main Avengers are alive. That's like why Endgame takes place. But then we are going to be introduced to Captain Marvel. You get the end credit scene with Nick Fury at the end of this film. Uh, Ant-Man is still alive because at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Scott Lang is in the Quantum Realm. And so he misses the whole snap, comes out. We'll see him in Endgame. Pepper Pot's made it. So anyway, there's a good glance for you. Really crazy ending. That was one of the most crazy things I've ever seen in theaters. It, this, I mean, there was a bunch of people that were cheering and screaming during the big parts. And then when that happened, it was silent when the movie ended. Was
1: there a rhyme or reason of who died and who didn't? Or was it just completely random half?
0: I think it was random half. But I will say this: all of the main Avengers survived, and like that just doesn't seem. It's almost like he would have done that on purpose so that like they had to see what he that he won.
2: Yeah, this scene. I mean, just like to think how much like emotion that whole scene brought. Like the first time we saw it, like that just gave me goosebumps for real. Like that was like perfectly done. I just remember there was little kids in the theater that I remember like screaming and like crying, and I was like me like as a, as an adult, I was like, I was actually, I was sad, like maybe teared up a little bit. I don't know. Um, but like in your head, I feel like, and I guess you guys, you guys might agree or maybe not that you just know, you're like, okay, there's another movie. It's going to be okay. There's
0: yeah. everything will be okay. Yeah. And it was a lot of the same thing. I did think like, okay, so there'll be another snap, I guess. But like, what, like, how will that work? Theorizing what was going to happen to Endgame was definitely one of the biggest, most fun things because you were like, okay, now I'm thinking maybe... Like I thought about time travel, and I was really... I mean, I was really impressed with the way they went, but we'll talk about that. Why don't we go ahead and do a roundtable? We're going to rate this thing using our 4.0 scale. Let's start with PC Mike. Let's get your honest rating of this movie.
1: Honest rating, 3.4
0: for me. Wow, I feel like that's, I don't know if I expected you to be lower maybe, but that's a good score.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's some flaws, of course. I think they had to line up things perfectly. I mean, it's a movie. It's not, and it's, um, I mean, it's a superhero film, but I mean, overall, I really liked it. I really did. Um, There's some things like the vision thing that just irks me and like, Thor just happens to land on the stage, like little things like that.
0: But overall,
1: I mean, it's entertaining. Um, I'm more, like I said, I'm more of a Batman guy. I like the realism. I like that kind of stuff, but man, this was for what it is. Like I said, eight to 80 can watch this and enjoy it.
0: Giggler, you are up praise the movie, but give an honest rating. Oh yeah. Um,
2: this is tough. i part of me wants to give it a 4.0, but I'm going to, I'm going to give some room for, uh, for further movies to, to go above this. because I can't say this is the best movie I've ever seen, or, or or my favorite, but it's it's in the top two, three. So well, um, you
0: just you just said a fundamental thing. We have to make sure that we understand. Like, I don't see any reason. I think it's it's almost you're you're rating one movie, and if it's the best movie and it's a four point oh, I think that like you could have more than one four point if it's a perfect film. Okay, that's a good point.
2: I'll go uh, three point seven. What there's. There's hardly any flaws in the whole movie, so I, 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 I can't even.
0: Where would you ding it?
2: I don't think I could. Like I can't think of anything specifically right now that that I disagree with or didn't like. So
0: well, go, go three seven. Three seven's good. I like it. It's a high score. Um, especially a four point scale. It's that's that's heavy. I'll rate it right now, and I have to keep myself in check because I'm just like a, skid, a giddy little kid over here with these movies. So I'm trying to be actually totally unbiased as much as I can and just look at it as this film. Like, do I have problems with it? I think there are parts that it's a long movie and they crammed a lot in, but there were some parts that kind of drug on um, that I, you know, it could have been like probably, uh, probably like, you know, five seconds shorter on a scene on some of them. Nothing major. Other than that, I can't get enough of it, and I'm going to give it an honest rating of 3.9. Because I'm not going to give it an absolute perfect score. I think it has, like, it's like it's like the very rough around the edges, very small little things, and so I'm just barely going to ding it. All right, guys, that's Avengers Infinity War. Um, way to go. I think we got through it pretty quick. Any final thoughts from you two before we take a break on this movie?
2: Get ready for no, the next. I'm yeah, I'm ready.
0: <laughs> yeah, next up, we are going to talk about Avengers Endgame, the movie that wraps us up technically, you know, you know, technically it's far from home, but Avengers Endgame wraps up phase 3. And we're going to do the same thing, talk our top f- moments, talk about the characters and help you feel good and prepared for phase 4, so stick around. We'll be right back.
1: You've heard others, but nothing could prepare you for the shameful stupidity that is the jock and nerd podcast here imran so if you offend
2: everyone at once it all it's a wash i've covered everybody anthony
1: On Apple
0: Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts, the Jock and Nerd Podcast
1: can't be silly, goofy, fun. Seriously, people really listen to
0: this. Jock and Nerd. Welcome back from the break. This is mostly Superheroes. I'm Logan. You're here with PC Mike and the Giggler. We have just talked about Avengers Infinity War. This is the Infinity Saga special. We are so primed and ready for MCU kicking off Phase 4 this week with WandaVision. We know you're excited and you can bet we'll be talking about this show and every show and every film in the MCU every single week. So... Uh, Doing a lot in the show. There's a new schedule out, Mostly superheroes.com. Doing something every day that includes live shows on Instagram, more podcast content, more video. If you want it, we got it. Go check it out. Next up, we got Avengers Endgame. (laughs) My God, waiting for this movie was the hardest thing. Was like, I would literally just try not to think about the movie most days. I'm like, don't think about it today. It's not going to be here for another year, and I was so excited for the day that we actually shaped a whole event around the premiere of this movie, and it was me and 16 friends. I think that you were invited, Andy. I don't know if you got to make it. Were you there? I don't think so. No, you were. Next Next time I expect an invite, though. Well, there's going to be plenty of times with all this Marvel stuff coming out. But we got a we actually did 16 of us went to the movie saw this in theater. We all dressed up as our favorite character. I played I dressed up as Star-Lord. And then we got a bar cycle, which I don't know if you have bar cycles in your town, but like there's this weird trend where like you get on this pretend mega bike cuz you don't even need to pedal. They have a motor on it. And people pedal and drink for like two hours and they drive you around like a neighborhood. And we did it just so we could solely talk about the film. It was one of the best days ever. And it was like I planned that like three months in advance just so that I could have, to have something like to keep my excitement up for those three months because it was so much fun. Open it up with the synopsis. Adrift in space with no food or water, Tony Stark sends a message to Pepper Potts as his oxygen supply starts to dwindle. Meanwhile, the remaining Avengers, Thor, Black Widow, Captain America, and Bruce Banner must figure out a way to bring back their vanquished allies for an epic showdown with Thanos, the evil demigod who decimated the planet and the universe. (laughs) Holy cow. The Avengers lost. Half of everybody is dead. All right. And they didn't mention Captain Marvel on here, but she shows up too. She's with them. Top moments from the movie. Movie opens up really with uh, Tony in space, like the synopsis said. He's with Nebula. And Captain Marvel has entered the storyline because we got the end credit scene from Infinity War with Nick Fury's pager. We had the Captain Marvel film that held us over. That was the one thing we got to watch in between the two movies. And then the end credit scene of Captain Marvel was her meeting up with the Avengers Tony gets back. There's an intense scene with him and Captain talking about, you know, how this, you know, they were all divided at the time of this attack. This was the ramifications of civil war and fighting amongst themselves. They paid the ultimate price. Um, But then it's time to go get Thanos, get the infinity stones and unsnap this thing. They figure out where he is because Nebula being back from space is like, Hey guys, I know where this garden place is. Let's go do it. We talked about it previously. He has a retirement home. He's sitting, he's half he's all messed up because he did the snap. They get there, cut off his arm, he's destroyed the stones. One of my favorite parts of this whole sequence is when they go to space and they go, who hasn't been to space? And they like all raise their hand. It's hilarious. And then when they take off Captain America's eyes, they do a close-up. And he Chris Evans is just so good. Like the, he I really felt like that's what Captain America would totally do if he was like if he was like seeing this thing you know (laughs) he's seeing space travel now he's thought he said he's seen everything now he's in space i just thought that was a really cool part especially for us watching like captain america since the first avenger that little steve rogers and look at him now You're geeking out pretty hard. I'm geeking out. This keep is going. this keep is going. this is why we're. This is like what this episode is like. Why we're here, folks. <laughs> I'll
1: stoke I'll stoke that flame for you. You keep going.
0: All right, well, let's keep it moving. We got more. All right, doesn't work. Here's the thing. I'm gonna pause right here. Here's the big thing that happens in Endgame that everyone needs to keep in their mind all the time because it is like crazy important. Avengers Endgame. After this moment, they don't get the stones. It's like. It's like really sad town. Everybody's super sad. They lose. It jumps ahead five years in time. This is crazy important. This has never happened before. You've been watching Iron Man since 2008. Well, in 2008, it was 2008, and you were just kind of living alongside the MCU. Not anymore. Five years has gone by, and a lot of the shows we're going to be seeing are going to be kind of times in between, flashbacks, so it gives Marvel a lot more room to do, like, long-form storytelling. It also gives them the opportunity to do like kind of drastic things that we've been speculating for the last year like how do they bring in mutants well it's been five years so you could really argue that like you know on year three something went down right and then you could tell that story in a show or a movie i just want everybody to kind of remember that because like i always they do, it's such a drastic scene too like when they do the five years it's like five years later i don't know if you remember that but it's like really slow
2: yeah, isn't it one of the Russo brothers that's in that scene too, where they're doing the, um, I guess therapy with Captain America.
0: Yeah, support group. Yep, that's Anthony Russo, and he's playing. Yeah, they're uh, they're he reads he talks about going on a date and they cried. <laughs> you know, um, really good actor too. You know, sure. I you yeah, know okay. actually over the summer I actually did a virtual they the Russo brothers did a live watch of Avengers Endgame on Instagram for the first hour. And, like, I just sat there and watched it with him, like, chatted and stuff. Like, with, you know, thousands of people. But I was like, this is so cool. We're definitely going to be doing some live stuff like that. I don't think people want to sit with us like the Russo brothers. But I bet somebody does. Some people may. We might be some people's Russo brothers one day. You never know. I know a few people. So, five years goes by. And here's the big – I'm drinking a beer, by the way. Cheers, guys. It's 5 o'clock where we're recording. I don't know if you guys are – cool. Yeah. Oh, nice. Coca-Cola. (laughs) oh zero coke zero sorry yeah i got water new year new new me i'm drinking an all-day ipa it's pretty good um top moments moving here so five years later it's like okay everyone's kind of lived their lives tony's has a daughter captain america's going to support groups black widow is like barely hanging on running the new avengers team and it's like okay we figure out because uh scott lang comes out of the quantum realm Because a rat, like, messes with the van and storage. He gets him out, and he goes and tells Captain America, we can do time travel. So, okay, we're going to do the time heist. And the time heist conference room meeting is one of my top moments from the movie. When they are talking about all the times they've all interacted with the Infinity Stones. You got, like, Scott that hasn't been there for any of it. And Rocket's, like, making fun of him like so like he's like oh you guys that happened in outer space and rocket's like oh you little puppy little puppy dog <laughs> uh, there yeah uh bradley cooper just hilarious in this movie like playing rocket um you get thor talking about telling the story of thor 2 the dark world he's just telling the story
1: <laughs> i like how he goes down like tangents too and it's kind of like just like kinda- just like goes off and then it kind of comes back and then it kind of goes off and comes back
2: we all do that when we're drunk
0: yeah yeah tony says do you want a biscuit or something he's like no i would like a margarita or a bloody mary <laughs> bloody mary bloody mary bloody mary fat thor man that was a choice that was a choice they went with and they rocked it did you have any like weird thoughts about fat thor andy i know andy, i know mike loved him <laughs> Love.
1: no i agree same
2: that's that's my hero jess Just... Playing video games, drinking beers—that's the life I want to live. And then also on the side, you can just fly and be a god. What? What more could you want?
0: I like when you, uh, they go in there to see him, and Korg is on the couch, and he's like, "Hey guys, uh, free Wi-Fi, obviously." <laughs> yeah, that's one
2: of the best characters in the whole movie, too, for sure. So I, good.
0: I hope they keep them. Yeah, I hope Korg comes back in like Thor: Love and Thunder. I think I think we're all attached to him, and the fact that we saw him in Endgame is a good sign.
1: There needs to be just, like, a Disney short show of them hanging out, playing video games, doing something.
0: Your wish is probably going to be Disney's command.
1: It's. I'm not saying, like, do a full, like, Loki two seasons, but give me a couple, like, 15-minute shorts here and there of them just hanging out, just, like, just like shooting the breeze. You, like like I, I'm saying
0: that it's completely possible that that will be a show within the next three years.
1: <laughs> hey, and especially if, like, Disney, aren't they getting, like, the – adult type button too, like with deadpool coming to disney plus i think a couple other like things mature things are coming to disney plus so it might be right up that alley i might have to pitch it
0: yeah i talked about this in our monday episode on instagram it was deadpool is got the green light for being rated r and being in the mcu Huge! That was huge news. I was so pumped for that. I was like, How's, "This is gonna be awesome!" Because they could still put him in PG thirteen stuff and just bleep him. <laughs> you could do it. I think so. Anyway, I hope. So. I, hope so. I, I I'd rather be rated R, but it'd yeah. be great. I think um, some
1: bleeping would be funny, like throughout. But
0: well, what I mean is, of course, his stuff will be rated R. I'm saying that, like, if he is, because oh, yeah. it's and the MCU, movies. so he could be in a Spider Man movie. Yeah, and
1: you just have to bleep him.
0: <laughs> yeah, cuz they're not going to make Spider-Man rated R, and they're not going to lose out on all those families. Cash cow, for sure. So, leading up to like one of my absolute top moments from the film. It was of course started with the Infinity Brainstorm session, but it leads to of course their plan. We're going to be time traveling to all of your favorite Avengers movies in different years and we're going to revisit your favorite moments from the aspect of future Avengers. This plan is insane. Steve Rogers captain America's speech still gives me chills all the way up to the moment that they leave. And especially now knowing like black widow, like really gets me powerful stuff. (laughs) Love this part. You got the fist in, you got the suits. It looks awesome. This is going to be so fun. So I thought it'd be, we could just breeze through where they go. New York, 2012, AKA Avengers one. If you're keeping track. The idea here is to get the Mind Stone and the Tesseract. Luckily, Loki was just there. attacked New York. It seems to be going right. Steve Rogers actually has to fight the other Steve Rogers. they give us Captain America versus Captain America? This is what I'm talking about. The payoffs of these superheroes. You—that's what you want to see. Who wins when Captain America fights Captain America? We all do. We all, we all do.
1: I think one, one of the things like Andy brought up for the first one was the comedy. I love when they came back and Hulk saw himself like smash that one thing with a car and he just kind of shrugged. He's like, sorry.
0: (laughs) He just like (laughs) scratches his head. He's like, Oh my he's like, Oh my God, this is so embarrassing.
1: (laughs) Hulk was hilarious in the first part of this too. And he's like taking selfies at the diner and when Ant
0: Man's like, hey I'm
1: Ant Man, do you want a picture? He's like, oh come on kids get a a picture with me.
0: You're like you you want it. look look at you. You're so you're sad. You want it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He's hilarious yeah I love I love Professor Hulk I was like totally shocked where you know we'll revisit we'll visit each of the characters one by one but I I love Professor for Professor Hulk for sure um we also get Avengers uh, I love this scene it made me laugh too again there's a lot, a lot of humor in these fun parts Tony and Ant-Man are in the Stark Tower and they get the perspective of the Avengers doing the pose from looking at Loki and you just hear Tony, like the past Tony, go, all right, let's go. We can all stand around posing up a storm later. Because, like, it is such a funny thing that I've always thought about that they were all just posed like that looking at him. Because it is kind of corny, you know? America's ass. That's America's ass. We get that line. Oh, so great. It all goes, uh, they get the mindstone, Stone, but it goes wrong with the Tesseract. This is why it's important for now. This is the Loki we're getting in the TV series that premieres in March. So we're talking old school Loki. Hasn't, like, lived through Dark World. Hasn't, like, came to, like, be a good brother. Kind of. He's just a full-on bad guy. And he's on the run in 2012. We've seen previews for the show. We've seen other Avengers. We've seen teases at, like, a broken down New York again with, like, a Bruce Banner, it looked like. What are we talking about with this show? I cannot wait, and I can't believe that it's, like, a thing. Like, we saw this character vanish from this movie, and the TV comes, show comes on in two months.
1: And it's already greenlit for two seasons, right?
0: Yep. Season two has already been greenlit, and it's, like, already in, like, early stages. What are we... This is... We're so lucky. And then the last piece, since things go wrong with the Tesseract, because... Future Tony gets hit by the Hulk. Tony remembers a place where they could travel that has both Pym Particles and the Tesseract at the same time. And it's, of course, jumping around a little, 1970 New Jersey. We get a lot of stuff in 1970 New Jersey. First of all, we get the last and final Stanley cameo. Nod to him, something that's been part of every Marvel film. Um, I don't know, like, every, I, I'm pretty sure even like he's in, he does cameos in the X Men stuff too. I don't know if he's done all of them, but God, this guy, one of the original creators of Marvel, um, RIP, thanks for everything. And it was nice to see a nod to him in this movie. Of course there was. And they, where they go is this old uh, camp where like the idea of Captain America started. Tony gets to see his dad again. Cap gets to see Peggy, like a kind of like working Peggy, like in her career. She's like the, the director at this point. And then we do get a young Hank Pym with the uh, OG Ant Man helmet. That thing's ugly. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like uncomfortable. Like, how would it even stay on your head?
1: Kind of looks like the Tick. Do you guys remember the Tick from Fox cartoons? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it does look like the Tick. I see it. Ugh. These are great scenes, really powerful. We also get a uh, 2013 Asgard. This is Thor, the Dark World, where Jane's there. They got the ether inside of her. That's the reality stone. Thor can't, like, get it together. Rocket gives him, like, two good speeches, and he still is just crying. He has to go talk to his mommy. I love when he talks to his mom. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, mom, I am from the future. Oh. <laughs> but he still has it. He still gets it. The- still gets the hammer Still gets the hammer he's still worthy
2: yeah what is this what does this happen for the thor that's in this reality he just doesn't have a hammer now
0: well if all goes to plan steve will bring it back later okay you're good call i know i think about this stuff way too much
2: (laughs) (laughs) me too especially when you watch it uh 75 times and you just catch something new every time i think honestly
0: You really do. You always catch like one more thing where you're like, oh my God, these motherfuckers have been playing this for years. Morag, 2014, you might not know that one off the top of your head. That's the opening scene of Guardians of the Galaxy, which we did a whole episode of that on the music show where we actually did the soundtrack from that film and they actually cut to that song, that come and get your love. And Rhodey goes, oh, so he's an idiot. That song's been stuck in my head since I watched the
2: Guardians movie, honestly. Can't get it out. It it'll that those movies get you singing for sure. Definitely part of the uh, mostly superheroes music show, definitely.
0: Yeah, I got that did volume 1 and 2. Um okay, so we got more rags. So the plan here is to get the uh the power stone that P- Peter gets to kick off Guardians of the Galaxy. What happens instead? Rody knocks him out nebula takes the uh reality stone Rody gets it and takes it back so they got that one no problem um a couple things in this reality now this peter quill did not get that stone and has now this universe is set off to a whole thing but i guess same question as before i guess cap will bring it back right so never mind i just contradicted myself with my own so, common sense
2: Time travel's hard man time travel's hard we, we we gotta start we gotta invent it first so we can kind of maybe do some troubleshooting
0: yeah so the idea just to kind of address the that elephant in the room the rules that i understand these time travel to be is you time travel you are not you're in someone else's reality now and if you change something then that's their problem you just gotta leave and nothing you do changes your current present ever
1: Cause I talked about that. Like they mentioned all the movies and TV shows that had time traveling in the beginning and then kind of went through how it actually works. And this reality, I don't know, it was, that was pretty good too.
0: There is one kind of hole that I just, I'm curious about that the ancient one, she talks with Hulk. I think we'll, I'll, I'll feature that later, but he, she meets with Hulk and she explains time travel to him. And she says that the, infinity stones themselves create the flow of time so without those you don't even have the flow of time and if you remove one that causes a problem all right well if you guys really are following what happened with our infinity stones thanos destroyed them and there are no stones in our mcu like the mcu universe that we watch with like the universe where all this happens we don't even have infinity stones so i'm like well We'll see what, ha- like, are there ramifications from that? Maybe that has something to do with when the internals come to play. Um, you know, it's just a kind of a big question that I think that, like, the Ancient One made a point to point out, but we'll see if there's anything to it. Not to pick up the movie apart, but this was another kind of, like, plot hole, I thought. Nebula can't time travel because she gets, like, a message interception from her past self. Their antennas are crossing, and it's causing, and this is where Thanos past finds out what the Avengers are up to. Well, she can't. She's like on a ship, and she's like calling Mantis. And I was like, "Why don't you just hit that thing on your wrist and time travel?" Like, I just never understood why she didn't just leap at any point in between getting rescued, uh, getting taken by Thanos. But maybe I'm just missing an obvious thing. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't know on that one. That's a. I'll leave that one open ended. You never know. Maybe a listener can. Uh can figure that one out for yeah, us Yeah, if
0: you have further thoughts on that for sure please because i feel like that is something where i've always thought like well why isn't she leaving yet why is she letting herself get kidnapped it seems like she could have left at any moment through the time travel thing so like what was the problem for me 2014 uh this is where the soul stone happens and this is where we do say goodbye to black widow she sacrifices herself gets the stone clint lives we are getting Black Widow in May, but it's going to be uh, the movie between Civil War and Infinity War. Let's talk about top moments. Absolutely, my one of my favorite parts is when the Hulk snaps the Infinity Gauntlet that Tony builds. Just a really all like it's one of those moments, Mike, that you were talking about, like when Wakanda in the first one, just like this anticipation and the music and the sound effects and just it looks so good and even the process of them building the infinity gauntlet with these stones they've just brought back was just so avengers made me think of age of ultron when they i love age of ultron just them avengers being avengers you know just being a team um but i love the snap big moment here i love the storytelling past nebula getting a one up on future nebula other than that one hole i said you know, they, they got the pin particles and past Thanos is now coming to the future right in time to get this thing, but not before Hulk does bring back everybody.
1: Awesome. Awesome. moment.
0: Very awesome moment. Very like felt magical, you know, Clint's phone starts ringing and Ant-Man's out on the thing.
2: Birds are chirping.
0: Birds are chirping. shining don't get to celebrate for long though because there is then an all-out assault on avengers campus from the thanos ship and this is where we get the end game final war battle scene the big three versus thanos (laughs) the music them finding each other the this little talk right here they have where they're like where's the gauntlet they're like not here and he's like let's go down there and Thor's like it's a trap, and Captain's like I don't care, and like let's go kill him. And Thor gets his outfit back on, both hammers and the axe, and we get like the fight just kicks off them three versus him, and it is epic in every way. So let's just get the elephant out of the room. Captain America wields Mjolnir. Andy, what did you feel when? this happened walk us through it
2: oh uh, let's just say my pants got a little tired <laughs> um this was a, a great scene overall honestly just uh i mean people had speculated it, that it might happen and as soon as you you saw it moving you knew it was going to happen and honestly they teased it earlier in uh civil war when he kind of uh tried to pick up their all having drinks or whatever at that the party he tries to pick it up and i think it moved a little bit and you can see Thor in the background kind of making a face like
0: what age of Ultron. Yeah. 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 At the party. So,
2: um, this is, this scene's a 10 out of 10, everything about it.
0: Amazing. Mike, did you have
1: a comic book callback him with the hammer? That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. That is from some OG Marvel, uh, comic book content. Um, something that's like theorized that he's of course, you know, worthy. Um, there's also a theory that he could lift it in, uh, Age of Ultron, and that he decided to uh, like save Thor's pride because he was like, "I don't need to like ruin this guy's day."
1: I mean, look how Thor already went off the deep end without knowing this. Now what's he gonna do?
0: <laughs> yeah, he would have taken it bad because
2: in the in the the Gauntlet scene, also Thor was like, "Well, I'm the strongest Avenger. I should be the one to, to to wear the Gauntlet." And he was clearly like slurring his words and like a little bit drunk, but he's still obviously. I mean, it makes sense to have the Hulk do it,
0: but. He goes, I got, I have lightning coursing through my veins, and like, no, you don't. And he's like, yes, I do. And uh, Rhodey goes, you got cheese whiz or <laughs> something like <Exactly>. that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Rocket, Rocket goes, you look like melted ice cream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did.
0: <laughs> and then, of course, on your left, portals opening everybody's back so guess what they're all showing up to this final showdown and it's first with sam and black panther come out first with every avenger every character you've ever seen almost 99 percent. i mean you got uh ant-man and the wasp you got all of the guardians of the galaxy you got the full uh doctor strange and all the wizards doing a lot of heavy lifting in this fight getting everybody here like putting up shields and whatnot got Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. You get Pepper Potts in her suit for the first time. And you get all the Wakandans uh, tribes, Wakandian tribes, they're there. Um, This is insane. You get this full superhero army right in front of your face. You get a giant man right off the gate. And we finally get those two epic words. That we've been wanting to hear since we ever seen the movies, Avengers Assemble. Just goosebumps. Andy, actually, let's go to Mike. I went to Andy last time. Mike, what was this like for you? What was this moment like for you as like the you know resident uh, you know DC guy, but seeing these Mar- all these Marvel characters showing up? What was it like? Envy,
1: like wanting dc to do something even a tenth of this cool and not ever doing it well (laughs) i will say like the dark knight's my favorite superhero movie of all time that's a different level for me on this proportion like batman versus superman justice league like can we just get like a tenth of this like just give us a little bit like a little because this was sweet um it was like a who's who like who's gonna come out next kind of like the royal rumble in wrestling like people were just popping out and it was sweet to see
0: What about you, Giggler?
2: Oh man, just like that feeling when your goosebumps get goosebumps. Like just, I I just got chills again, just looking at this, uh, so much going on. And this whole scene is just constant action. Probably my favorite scene of any movie of all time, for sure. This, This, I don't know how long this lasts, maybe 10 minutes or so, but it's just beautiful.
0: Yeah, I won't lie. I um, I mean, like, there's like multiple parts where I cry in this movie. Like, it's. I won't. I won't lie either. I mean, <laughs> if you're not, if like, if you're a real MCU fan, like, that's literally what they were going for. Like, there are so many just like tug on the heartstring moments, and like, God, we've been watching Iron Man for like 13 years. Like, I this... love it. Three
1: thousand. Woo!
0: Oh yeah. Good transition, Andy. This is the big moment. Actually, uh, I'll skip ahead and I'll come back to this, uh, to our fan mail. Try this fan mail again. Fan mail. I'd put it too early the first time around. Remote Control Wiz tweeted us an in-game moment. Andy and I both had the same confusion about this part because it is a little confusing. You got Dr. Strange. He has a fundamental kind of moment at both Infinity War and in-game. But he tweets, this is the moment. Stark realizes he has to become the shield of armor around the planet. And right after this is where Tony does get the better hand on Thanos just for a moment. He has obviously designed the iron gauntlet, infinity, uh, yeah, the iron gauntlet to be able to work with his suit and gets his hands on the infinity stones and gives us one last time to knock out Thanos' army to level the playing field to save everybody. I am Iron Man. Oh my god, this scene destroys me. <laughs> yep. It just like wrecks my heart and I just like hate. It. I'll be like I hate this. Like don't like don't do it, you know. But it did it. How did but it's it, perfect, right? It is perfect. It was the exact right send-off is the way they should have done it. And here's the thing. Robert Downey Jr. is not dead.
2: Yeah. There's so many, like, he almost died in, the, in Infinity War. Like, he gets stabbed in the chest from Thanos, um, lives through that. Like, at the beginning of the movie, he's literally, uh, like, like how terrible he looked like emaciated from not eating for like 20 days. Yeah. Like you thought he was going to die right there. And then it Thor doesn't opposite. make it any easier when it gets to this. Cause I was just like, uh, he's Iron Man. He'll live right. Mm. Nah, not for now. At least.
1: What'd you say, Mike? He's Thor opposite in the beginning. He's all skinny. Can't even walk.
0: Yeah. He was super frail.
1: <laughs> Thor
0: opposite. Um, You know what was really cool I uh, like that I loved about the Infinity War scene is whenever it's the final standoff between Thanos and Thor before, or I'm sorry, Thanos and Iron Man, before Iron Man does get that stab, you know, get stabbed, and you do think he's going to die. Thanos legit says, like, I know who you are. Like, he, had, he was like, I know that we're both cursed with knowledge. I was like, God, this guy of epic proportions, he knew Tony Stark. And that's how we all felt about him. Like, this guy... I mean, my God, what a perfect cast and what a really uh, epic journey just watching these movies from 2008 and seeing this all come to a head in this crazy epic multiverse film. And now, what, we got another 10 years of this stuff? Like, count me in. PC Mike, top moments from the film. We'll we'll do the rating at the end. This is just your favorite parts or anything that you want to mention that we didn't miss, uh, sto- like storyline-wise.
1: I just think it's amazing, from 2008 to then, of how they built the story and how, like, little pieces here and there, little breadcrumbs that now we can go back and, like, the whole Loki series is picking up from a small incident in a movie in 2012. And now you're having a two-season, at least, Loki series off that one incident. Um, How they combined everything and how they tied all the movies together... I mean, it's just, it really is a testament and it really is amazing how they did all that. And that's really top moment for me is how all those movies tied together and how it all works.
0: Beautifully said. And I'll tell you that like, that like moves me because like, I know that you're like always been a DC guy. And like the fact that you're watching this stuff now and like doing this podcast with us and like, just that you really like, you liked it. You know, it's just like one of those things where you're like, you know, it is good. Like they, they did a, they did something really special here.
1: No, it, yeah, it's hats off. I mean, it is, it is good. And I can see why, like, it's so popular. I really can. Because the characters, like the big three and then Hulk and all of them, they're perfectly cast, they're perfectly done. And it's just a test. And it's just crazy. I almost want to, like, sit down. And I know I'll never get to, but, like, sit down with 2008 versions of them and say, like, what's your, you're going to, do 23 movies all the way throughout and tie them together perfectly? Or did it just start and they're like, oh, we can maybe do this and we can maybe do this. And then once it started to really roll, like, oh, okay, now we can start connecting them. It's just crazy to me.
0: It feels intentional to me. Adam and I talked about that in an early episodes, saying that it just felt like every scene, it almost feels like you're like, oh, they knew that at that point during that film. Like, oh my gosh, they've been planning so far ahead. It was just really thoughtful. For sure. Giggler, top moments?
2: Oh, man. Where to begin? Um, So this is kind of, since we didn't really have a slide for, like, the Captain America scene at the end. We obviously. do. We do. We're,
0: we're going to do, like... Yeah, we're, okay. we're still going through the characters like we did for Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, perfect. So um, I just kind of noticed a... From in my rewatch, there was a scene in Captain America, the original, um, where... Peggy says have a dance when this is all over. And I'm um, sorry, my bad. I, I had this all backwards, but uh, Bucky says, let's have a dance or something like that. And she says, waiting on the right partner. And they just still kind of, obviously they have, Peggy and Captain America have the scene where the, at the end where he's going into the ice and they're on the phone talking about having a dance down the road. And like, it's just, that's just an example of just the beauty of how everything is connected and well thought out. Like they didn't just, connect these things after the fact like this is this is like collected and like calculated like a hundred percent i just i can't believe that 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 they pulled this off and i can't wait to see what the future has in store and i i'm not going to say that they they can't uh match this but the next phase has a lot to live up to for sure
0: yeah it really does because this is like it's definitely a masterpiece what they've done you know um but it is exciting they're gonna keep going i loved it too i totally i picked up on that you know i remember that from the captain america the first avenger that, that that not that note about the the last you know getting a dance later and just the scene with old uh captain america coming back and like the handoff of the shield to sam we'll talk about that and then we also get uh steve rogers going back to take these infinity stones back so there's there's this whole story of captain america that maybe we'll get one day, you know, it's like, we've talked about it being maybe part of the Loki series, maybe something else or a future film. I think Chris Evans, you know, did put down the shield, but maybe, you know, in the right circumstances, if, you know, it's going as well as it did the first time around, I think he could be convinced to do something special again for the fans. And what a send off, you know, to a character too. It was very unique and like, it wasn't a death scene. And there were so many times where I thought he was gonna die in end game uh, at like in the big battle. And then to see him go out this way, was just like very different. And i love to see that he got his happy ending. We did lose black widow as she sacrificed herself. we covered that. And then Tony, we gave a send off to him, but, um, you know, what a, what a nod to a character as well. Of course he was the one that saved everybody. Um, And like, what a funeral, that funeral scene, you know, everybody that was there, like Jesus, like the, that guest list is (laughs) really crazy. You got black Panther, you got guardians of the galaxy from like different planets. Did you say Jesus was actually there too? I wouldn't have been surprised if Jesus was (laughs) like, yeah, this guy, this guy, (laughs) here's a good one.
1: I made a good one here.
2: (laughs) Little, that little, uh, little boy from Iron Man three, all grown up.
0: Yep. Iron Man three, little boy. What's like, what's he he doing there? that.
2: That was crazy. Again, just crazy connections that are unbelievable.
0: All right, Professor uh, Hulk. Um, he's still around, and we'll, we should get uh, him in She-Hulk, at least somewhat. And I I would like to see at some point maybe uh, more about, like, how he became Professor Hulk. Or give us that scene, or, you know, he did, like, the 18 months in the lab or something. I just don't know how much more we're going to see from Mark Ruffalo as Hulk. I want to see... Like, Hulk is one of my favorite characters. And Mark Ruffalo, you know, he's pretty good, but I just don't know how invested Disney is. I will see what happens. I hope that he does not go anywhere. I hope he sticks around. We get the Asgardians of the Galaxy again. Uh, You guys talked about how electric they... uh, Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth are, are on screen together. Well, you're getting it in Thor Love and Thunder... And you're probably going to get it maybe in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which will happen at some point. Either way, they have primed this group ready to be in future stuff together. We also know that Gamora, this is the bottom left picture here, uh, there's a new Gamora that came from the past through the portal, 2014, 2012 maybe, Gamora. And she comes around kind of quickly, and she helps defeat Thanos. We are assumed to think that she didn't get dusted when Tony did because she's you know she was kind of a good guy in the end and nebula is there too so they'll be all part of the same storylines moving forward big stuff for this friday you got wanda i did wanda clint and vision just to kind of wrap them all up but wanda and clint kind of say goodbye to vision goodbye to black widow vision is still very much dead from infinity war clint is moving forward with his family and we get like an end shot with them all together with the kids and the wife back. So that'll be that Hawkeye storyline that's coming later this year. It's important. It'll probably, you know, there, we might get like Hawkeye on WandaVision. They end like on really close terms here. Maybe there's a crossover at some point this year. Falcon and Winter Soldier. We get the handoff from Sam, from uh, Captain America to Sam to be the new Captain America. It's got the new shield. I'm excited for this. I am uh, really excited for this show, Falcon Winter Soldier, coming. Oh, I think I misspoke. I think I've been saying uh, Loki's in March. It's WandaVision first, and then Falcon Winter Soldier coming in March. And we're going to get this show. It's going to be this story of Sam having the shield, battling uh, a new Captain America. There's some kind of new government in place that's running some stuff. We're going to find out what that's all about. I can't wait to see Bucky Barnes more on screen in a TV show. That's just going to be cool. I, I like the character, and I think there's a lot to explore there. The guy was in Wakanda for two years without an arm. Until until there was a war, then they're like, here's the arm. He was throwing hay in Infinity War. And he goes, huh. They're like, here's your arm. And he's like, where's the fight? I would have been like, where the hell's this arm been?
2: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that
1: is something that's touched on in the show. Because I, I feel like they did that for a reason.
0: There, Maybe but, uh, he had to learn to work without the arm so we would appreciate the arm. I'm sure there was like a pretty good message in there. Hopefully we'll get some good Wakanda flashbacks in Falcon and Winter Soldier. That'd be cool. We already talked about Loki. It's coming. Two thousand twelve Loki. He's gonna be in the show. We'll start with you, PC Mike, again. In End, Avengers in game, your honest rating
1: was 3.4 for um, Infinity War. I'm going to go with a
0: 3.6 for Endgame. Solid score. What were your overall feelings on the movie? I think they improved
1: from Infinity War. I think it was a nice way to tie things up. They tied up loose ends, um, but they also now kind of looking back on it even more, have sent us into the future, like with Phase Four, with all these TV shows and all these spin-offs. Um, a really great way to kind of tie everything up. And again, I'm just amazed, like with all the time traveling and stuff, how they did it. So I hats off to them. I think 3.6 for me is a great fair score, and I think that um, I'm, it made me excited now for the future shows, even though I have to see Vision on my TV screen <laughs> weekly.
0: Yeah, right. I watch, but. <laughs> Awesome man. More, well, we're excited to watch with you. Giggler, what's your rating, man? Three point nine.
2: Woo! There it is. I matched you there. I hit that this movie is definitely better to the the first just because of how just it's the culmination of of so much. Um I I freaking love it. I watching it today, like I literally finished this like right before we jumped on the Zoom. So That's perfect very fresh and it, it literally just never gets old my buddy um texts me every time he watches it actually he's the the one that was in the the fan mail today um he every time he watches it, it i'll get a text from like, like like three four in the morning he's like just finished Endgame, game cried again great
0: movie <laughs> that's exactly i mean that's exactly it that's like the text of every avengers like real avengers fan is you know all right here we go time to time to cry again <laughs>
2: Fine. There's nothing wrong
0: with it. No, I don't think so. All right, solid scores. I went three point nine on Avengers: Infinity War. That kind of really does make it easier to get to that score. I think a little bit quicker. I'm gonna give Avengers: Endgame a three point eight, and it's um, it's, I think it really after seeing these movies so many times, I really do just think I enjoy Infinity War like a lot, like not a lot more, but more. Like if I like, it's definitely that difference of three point nine to three point eight. Of just, like, the overall, like, I almost appreciate the buildup to the story more than, like, the story wrapping up. Because the story wrapping up kind of makes me sad a little, you know? Whereas, Do you think it's maybe
1: because Infinity War ended almost completely different than any other superhero movie has in the history of superhero movies?
0: Yeah, you talk about a movie that, like, is so epic from the beginning to the end. Just jumping from one location to the next and then ending with this a massive climax where literally the theater is silent. I was like, I'm experiencing a new type of movie right now. And I mean, that's why it gets that 3.9 rating only just, you know, a tenth of a point away from perfect. But Endgame is right there. These two are definitely a match made in heaven and I don't watch one without the other typically. All right, this has been Avengers Endgame, Avengers Infinity War. And man, we really did catch you up on some things to look forward to MCU. Let's uh, take a quick break, and we'll wrap up when we come right back.
1: Hey, podcast listeners. This is Chris Holsey. I'm the host of the new true crime podcast, Small Town Forgotten. In the first season, I focus on a very personal cold case. 31 years ago, my family member, Jimmy Wade Martin, was murdered in front of multiple witnesses in Bonterre, Missouri. A murder weapon was found, and a man confessed, and yet there have been no convictions and no justice for Jimmy Wade's twin daughters. You can listen to Small Town Forgotten directly from our website, smalltownforgotten.com, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
0: We just wrapped up the Infinity Saga. Holy cow, I can't believe we just broke down both movies. In this one podcast, that was one of the most fun things I've ever done. Did you uh, enjoy that as well, Giggler? 100 we could do this every week honestly well good thing we're good thing we are pc mike was that a good time for you it was um
1: and it makes me appreciate it more hearing it from you two guys gushing over it <laughs> andy had to change pants it sounds like a couple times <laughs> um, so either they got wet or they expanded and got stretched out but no it was a good time and good to hear about um some avengers
0: that's where that's where the giggler's always going during the break. Andy's just changing his pants He's in between talking about the films. I don't know. Or sometimes they're just not wearing any. <laughs> gosh, you got a big mess there after <laughs> in your dining room. There. You gotta
1: subscribe <laughs> to Patreon to really get Andy.
0: Yeah. Find that <laughs> on my fans.
1: interviews.
0: Yeah, we have exclusive footage of Andy uh, on our Patreon account. No, just kidding. Uh, not yet. Anyway, um, all right. Coming up on the show. We have a lot happening. I mean, my gosh, I never know what day it is, but thankfully, because of our Mostly Superheroes schedule, keeps me on track, probably will keep you on track, too. So go to MostlySuperheroes.com, right there on the homepage. Some things to look forward to this week going into next week. We just did release a, uh episode of Mostly Superheroes, the music show. It's Tuesday, so of course we did. We did the 1998 film, The Wedding Singer. Adam Sandler did the soundtrack. Yeah, I did like 10, 11 songs. It was a good time. I really forgot some of the funniest parts from that movie, so that was fun to talk about. I would go back and I would go listen to that for sure. That's exclusively on Spotify because we bring in the music from the film. So get over there and enjoy that. We have a Logan's Heroes coming up. We'll be doing these in 2021, of course. That's our interview segment where we bring on fun people, do one-on-one conversations our latest one is with filmmaker Jeremy Corey with Cool Fire Studios. We had a great sit-down. Uh, I think we were, I think we talked for two hours about the nerdiest stuff you've ever heard about. Toys, video games. This guy's worked on Voltron, Protector of the Universe. He worked on Nicktoons in 2011. He has got some stories to tell, and he has got an epic nerd basement. And so we got it all on video, of course. So get ready for that coming out later on. We'll be doing WandaVision, folks. Of course, Friday kicks off WandaVision, first two episodes, so we'll be talking about them. When? We'll figure it out. I'll tell you one thing I'm going to do, though. I discovered with this group watch on Disney+, Plus, like, it's me. You can literally just, like, get a link together, and I'll put it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put it in the Mostly Superhero Squad. And there are five spots available. And I'm talking to you two as well, Mike and Andy. So this goes for you guys. If you guys are free, we're probably going to watch WandaVision, like, Friday night, I imagine, you know, me and Carrie, like it'll be like a Friday night things. So it comes out on Friday. Um, I'm going to share that link out whenever I'm watching. It could happen at four o'clock. It could happen at noon. It could happen at 8 p.m. If you just happen to see the link on social, you can watch along with us. And with the group watch function on Disney Plus, we can do like live reactions with each other. So it's not too distracting. It's like a smiley face, a heart, a sad face. And you can watch along with me as I watch it live. So keep an eye on the Most of Superhero Squad for those links. We'll definitely be watching it every week, and we'll be covering it on the show, of course. Something we haven't talked about since 2020, you guys remember our VHS Watch Party contest? Well, we're going to be scheduling the Jurassic Park Watch Party. It's going to be a live show, minimum one hour. I just have to figure out what platform it needs to be on. Because I know Twitch has like a function where you can like watch movies from Amazon Prime, so I want to explore that um and i also maybe it'll be more of like okay we do it on instagram or facebook you just put jurassic park on in your your own house and then you watch along with us we could like do it live remotely we can answer your questions in the chat we'll have hopefully our guest on that won the prize from that contest so we'll we'll get him on do our best too and then lastly we talked about in the last episode mostly madness is what i've deemed this Mike, what do you think of the name Mostly Madness for our movie tournament? I
1: love the alliteration. It's a little middle school English for you guys, but the alliteration <laughs> that you used with Mostly Madness movie tournament. But I love it. Um, we're still making some tweaks, but I think it's going to be something that people enjoy. and I think it's going to be something that people can get involved in. Um, so be checking probably Twitter, I would assume, um, in the next coming weeks, getting closer to March. But uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be different. We're going to try to do something. I know that there's a lot of different uh, brackets that people do. I saw one the other day that was chain restaurant brackets. But we're going to try to add a little spice to it, do something a little different movie style for you guys.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking we do like big, like we get the big buckets of films and we just put them head to head in some kind of fashion. And I'm very excited to get into more of the details with you guys to plan it out. And you all will certainly be a heavy, heavy component of the deciding factors of who is moving up in the tournament. And it's going to cross movies from all genres. So um, get ready movie buffs. This is going to be a huge, huge uh, ongoing tournament all through. It's going to be easy. If you're a March Madness fan, well, now you got Mostly Madness, and we're going to keep you entertained with that. we got the new schedule. I already mentioned that as well, so get that over at MostlySuperHeroes.com. Man, we really appreciate you guys. We still see so many people coming in, listening to the show, And we're getting new people every single day. Um, We got more people commenting on our stuff, sending us ideas. Um, The ideas are starting to flow in. And we're going to keep featuring you on the show. Um, Don't forget, we still have um, the website. We have the studio phone. All these ways that you can reach out and uh, be involved with the program. We're having a lot of fun. Any final thoughts from you, Giggler? Did you have fun today? Um, I think I texted you guys last
2: week that last week was was my favorite episode so far but uh have to update that to to this one so um just keeps getting better and hopefully that's just the theme of uh 2021 for everybody on mostly superheroes and beyond
0: pc mike final thoughts
1: i can't agree more it seems like we we tweak we do a little something different um we adapt and we're doing zooms now hopefully we're in the studio soon but uh hey this is fun and with all the content that's coming out i don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon
0: awesome appreciate you guys definitely a team effort here on mostly superheroes you know i'm the guy here behind the mic and i i can put these slides together but everything looks good because of carry And everything sounds great because I got these two yahoos to chat it up with. So we hope you guys are enjoying it right into the show. We want more fan mail. We want you to be a part of this. This is a show by the fans for the fans. And we're going to see you next time on Mostly Superheroes.